Hello everyone, uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Tom. And I'm Joe. And we are the Fellas on Film. This is the Fellas on Film podcast. Thought by myself, uh, I will take all the credit for that. Uh, today, basically, this is the first episode of, I don't know how many we'll do, but we're all bored as fucking quarantine. Uh, there's absolutely nothing to do, um, apart from maybe one or two walks a day. No, one walk a day, one two in my case, because I'm disabled, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> and... Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, once a day, uh, and then obviously you've got all your streaming services, your Netflix, Disney Plus. But at the same time, it's still boring without going to the cinema, indulging yeah. in a bit so, of Kino every now and then. The thing is, I've, I never really went to the cinema much, but like, even I went like maybe like once a month, yeah. maybe. Maybe not even that, but like, I still you miss in, going, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's still something yeah. about going to the cinema. Like, I feel like I always hold some mm. sort of like. There's always a moment in there. Even, yeah, if, you're not, even if the film you're going to see isn't fucking exciting this is something fun about going to school. I, should, I mean I, should, I regret not going as much as I used to I mean yeah. me and Tom but probably probably we regret the most is the last film that we saw before oh, this God. happened was fucking Bloodshot one it's of the worst pure. films I've seen in a long long time last film I saw was Parasite which isn't a bad one. So. It's not a bad one at all. No. I mean, I would have loved if I just cut off from just Parasite and then that's it because the last three films I saw at the cinema was Onward, which is pretty good, Military mm. Fucking Wives, oh, and God. <laughs> Bloodshot, and I'm like, I regret so much. I could have just stayed in and chilled out at home. You know, there's, there's been quite a bit that's that's been out this year already uh, that obviously came out like last year, like the stuff like The Gentleman, Jojo Rabbit, obviously. I like your great film. Oh, great yeah. film. Uncut Gems, obviously, which we all went to see. This was this was a really good year. To be fair. I, I I probably saw more movies this year than have in like the past like four years. It was a good start. But January was a went after a bang. Yeah. In the space of a month over here, we had like Jojo Rabbit, The Lighthouse. We had bear shit. We yeah. did. We did, and I think that was another reason why I think I went so much in these these opening. Two, I'd, I'd say two months because yeah. I don't really count March as a month for films because it was ba- barely four or five decent ones. Well, no, barely four or five films in general that came out. I think um, January was very was strong because we started off with Jojo Rabbit and we still and we went to The Gentleman, which is a which is a really really good film. Oh, Lighthouse, Uncut Gems. Was that it for that month? But even then, that's a solid yeah. start to the year, which you thought was going to continue onwards, but. Um, and then obviously Parasite in February, which, um, you know, I thought, I mean, I, I had confidence and faith it would win Best Picture because it is, is objectively, it's probably the best film out of what was nominated. When it was announced and it was all hyped up and crazy, obviously we live in a fairly innocuous town, which is for, <laughs> it's, it's littered with a couple of uh, questionable types. And I thought, no, nah, no one's going to go out to see Parasite, are they? I, I went a day after the Oscars was aired and all showings of parasite in our audience was sold out that's crazy for a foreign film as well that's mad everyone's there you know at, at the time to to see i don't know fucking doolittle you could talk about that joe <laughs> doolittle was out at that oh, point yeah. <laughs> i've never seen doolittle in my life i've just never really ever seen the posters the trailers as well and the fu- the yeah. voice cast in that and film weird... oh my i'm more about the weird voice that robert downey jr put this on that's been bark. I think it's like the biggest foreign film that in in the West since I like maybe Life is Beautiful. Life, yeah, I think it was Life is Beautiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Italian one. You look at it on face value and you think like foreign films are like not like severely underlooked, 
but they are underlooked nonetheless. But for a film like Parasite to be the first foreign film to ever win Best Picture at the Oscars after 92 years of the Oscars being a lot, like being active, they, they do something every year at the Oscars. I think they do something to try and persuade the audience because they, they definitely they've definitely lost audience. Yeah, haven't they? Especially um, they've got rid, they got rid of the hosts, haven't they? And it was a lot more like I didn't I didn't watch it this year, but like I saw a lot of clips and it seemed like it was a lot more streamlined. To be fair, I think a lot of that was getting rid of Jimmy Fallon. It wasn't Fallon, was it? It was Kimmel. Get your Jimmy's Get your right. Jimmy Stewart host. Oh, they're mate. interchangeable. They're the same person. They just trade yeah. identities. Yeah. They're, just yeah, they're, they're basically the Stupid. exact same. Oh, shit. Yeah, they basically are. Started. Yeah, I think the only good talk, talk show host is Conan. Conan, Conan yeah, there you go. Conan O'Brien. Those are Simpsons, right? I want you, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been rewatching all the classic Simpsons, but it's weird yeah, to say in the credits. Some of the the newer seasons of The Simpsons, they aren't they aren't that bad. They aren't that bad. Like to me, like The Simpsons is one of my favorite shows, but in my head, it cuts off at about series twelve. I feel like yeah. afterwards it has loads of good episodes. Like I'm not gonna say that it's all shit, but like yeah. even even I don't. People always talk about where the cut off point between classic Simpsons and uh, modern Simpsons. Modern Simpsons yeah. and loads of people always say series nine, but I I think it. It's decent up until about 12, and 12 is when it starts to go proper wobbly. I agree with that, and I mean, with these modern seasons and stuff, obviously they have more free reign, because I think that they've basically fucked off the 12 or PG-13 rating or whatever. They're at the pretty, yeah. the pretty, uh, not hardcore, but there are there are some choices in them that are a bit questionable for a child audience, I'll say that. I saw this one new one that was basically parodying Dune, like seriously outright parodying June, which is still a mad thing to think about. Everyone was on coke. It, that was the joke the entire way through. Wasn't the in the one that was like parodying like 90s grunge and Homer was in like a Nirvana like band. Didn't he like, <laughs> didn't he like inject sugar into his veins, yeah. like heroin? There, there, do you know what? There's a couple images in, in, in these new seasons of Simpsons, which I don't think I'll ever get out of my mind. Probably one being uh, Adam Sackler from uh, Girls. Who's Adam Sackler? Uh, the girls is the show with Adam Driver. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Adam Driver's character. Yeah, and he was animated. It looked yeah. really weird. And um, basically, the episode was um, a, like a, a marriage swap or a wife swap or whatever. It's Lena Dunham. Uh, uh, Lena Dunham. Yeah, uh, I didn't know it was Lena Dunham until the end credits because um, that's when it was revealed that the whole thing took place on Lena Dunham's back. Uh, the tattoos on her back. The I think the, the intro to the drug humour, I think, started with the Simpsons movie, where obviously the dome was being cracked and Otto was there smoking a bong. And they used to talk about, even in the classic series, him having acid flashbacks on the regular. Yeah. Mad the to wreck. Yeah, it's still mad to think how much they actually managed to smuggle into those early series. Mark outright depressed and alcoholic. Yeah. yeah, and like there's two separate episodes about cheating. Like there's an episode where Homer nearly cheats on Marge, and there's an episode where Marge nearly cheats on Homer. Um, the, the later yeah. series, what I like a lot more about them is you tend to deal with a lot more human, realistic yeah. situations. Which yeah, like that's the thing they have. Like these kind of a lot of mm. the earlier episodes deal with these straightforward plots, or like Bart's failing a class and stuff like yeah. that. And then they they use that plot to build the humour on top of it, but now all I ever see when I watch a new Simpsons episode, Homer meets a celebrity. It's a parody of a f- film. A film, it's yeah, or a TV show. the same 
there's like two big examples of like modern Simpsons. They both revolve around Lisa, and that's you know Ed is, the infamous Lisa goes Gaga, <laughs> Lady Gaga. For some reason, <laughs> guest stars <laughs> and like like comes to town on the uh, on the Gaga train or whatever. I can't remember. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and the that whole stuff's built around Lady Gaga, and there's also the one about the iPhone, like where Lisa wants to get an iPhone for that. I'm addicted. The Simpsons used to deal with guest stars in a much better way. Like mm. I, I can think of two examples in classic Simpsons. One, the one where Michael Jackson's in it, and also the episode where um, John Lovitz plays. You know the critic, the TV show. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The episode oh, where God, he's in that, that as his character from the critic, and that's a good one. The one, a recent one, uh, Bart figures out that he isn't, you know, the the, the worst student. Uh, but he ba- basically, I think I don't know what his name was, uh, but it was basically you. If you imagine a redditor, uh, basically, uh, biggest prankster at uh, Springfield. Um, and it was played by Jonah Hill, and it looked head to toe just looked like a redditor, and he became a writer for Krusty's Krusty show at the end of it. I was like, what? See, Wasn't that the uh, guy played by Jonah Hill fills the swimming pool with worms? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's why uh, Principal Skinner is the way he is. Oh yeah. my god, I remember yeah. this one. I actually remember this one. Fuck yeah, it was oh, meant. Bringing back loads of flashbacks. See, that's the thing. I can never yeah. remember any recent ones unless I get like a prompt to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I know people always talk about where The Simpsons had its downfall, but to me, it's always going to be 2007 with The Simpsons movie. I quite like The Simpsons. I like it, mate. I don't mind that so at all. I love it. It's just that they put so much into that. That, that was an absolute peak. You can't, you can't beat that. Uh, you know, you've got a really point there. How can you, know you ever beat a plot like that where the EPA is considering Springfield so fucking toxic, it puts a dome over the town. That was That's brilliant, that. Genocide as well. <laughs> That's to kill an entire town. Me, me and Zach were talking about this not long ago. Like, uh, there's nothing that happens in that movie is ever carried forward. Like, Lisa's boyfriend, Colin, the Irish lad, he's not yeah. in that, <laughs> that show after that point. No. And neither is a spider pig. But, but, but like, like Zach said, he sent me a clip from yeah, he came back. Episode, <laughs> yeah. spider pig comes back. It's just yeah, weird that the repercussions are there. I remember no, there was something, like, the first episode after the movie, the opening was different, so it's shown, like, the aftermath of the movie. So it's like, yeah. people were cleaning up glass and stuff like that. Yeah. Like from the dome blowing up and like everything was destroyed. <laughs> and it was just like, that was like the only bit of clearance you of, could like, get. This, this actually happened. There wasn't just. Yeah. Now, I mean, there, was one, there was one other thing though. Remember that episode where Lisa films a film about The Simpsons and then screens yeah. it at Sundance? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, they I kept jokes about how there was never get. let's make him never make another Simpsons movie. Let's. <laughs> One is enough. They should, yeah. It is the, like, the Simpsons movie is the best thing they've done with their IP since about 2000. It had a great cast as well, you know. It did, like, Albert Brooks was there. Was he Russ Cargill? Yeah, Albert Brooks, the guy that originally voiced Hank Scorpio. (laughs) Yeah, because I know they initially wanted um, Hank Scorpio to be the villain. Well, he yeah. thought that like, he, he was yeah. too much of a fan favourite character because like he is such a oh, funny character. Okay. Only one episode, yeah. bringing him back from the movie because he was like he was a villain. Like, yeah. if you know what I mean? Like Homer <laughs> worked for like a Bond style villain. He just happens to be like a nice guy to him. Honestly, I 
I legitimately want Hank Scorpio back. I don't want him back as a villain. I just want him back just as a villain. want him back in as general, yeah. How would they they'd probably yeah. they'd find a way to I mean, fit him back in, though, wouldn't they? I, I think they will be one eventually. But the thing is about like the Simpsons movies, like um, have you ever heard of the, the cancelled Simpsons movies from the nineties? There's two that I can remember them. I'm I'm sure there's probably more of them. But during like the peak of um, Simpsons kind of relevancy in the nineties. You know, um, there's the episode Camp Krusty. That was originally designed to be a full-on movie, but they didn't. Re- I, I don't. I can't remember the reasons why, but they didn't pursue it being a full-fledged episode. And it was going to be like it was basically the exact same plot of the episode, just a bit more like grandiose and stretched out. Just imagine how good a Simpsons movie made in its peak would have been. Like, because oh. I don't think the Simpsons movie's bad. But that's because he put like a hundred percent effort into it. Like that was as good as that movie could have been. Like with like the re- with the writing staff at the time, it was like a funny a funny people. But like obviously like they put a lot more effort into the movie than they did. Mm. With the, uh, I thought yeah. I thought I thought literally the Simpsons movie. I remember seeing it. Cineworld was it two thousand seven? It came out. Cineworld two thousand seven in Land Dud. Was it Land Dud? I think when Land Dud no. Uh, Cineworld, and I remember just fucking loving it and i didn't understand most of the jokes i was only young and i only rewatched it a couple like, a couple of weeks ago and it was a bit in the end credits where um mr burns um and smithers are on the, the stairs and he goes i've never contemplated suicide before but if you want to do it it might cheer me up a bit <laughs> I, oh my god <laughs> oh fuck me that's pushing the envelope there, surely. In, in a modern day film, that wouldn't be allowed to be said. The other Simpsons movie, which I think would have been absolutely mad. Like, uh, that's why I mean, there's no test footage of it. There's, there's no script, there's nothing. It was simply just an idea. Phil Hartman, but he plays Troy McClure on the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and he voiced a load of other characters like Lionel Hawks and stuff like that. He hmm. wanted to do a live action Troy McClure movie set in Springfield. I as Troy McClure, a live-action Simpsons movie about Troy McClure, and he wanted to do that, and I'm pretty sure they gave him free reign to do it, and he didn't do anything with it. I can like, that's one of the things that I would, you know, if you could change anything about history, I would. Phil Hartman should not have died so young. Yeah, not really. he, he's one of my like, favourite Saturday Night Live cast members, definitely. Oh god, he's a funny guy. Yeah, and you know what? He was actually slated to be Zap Brannigan in Futurama. Yeah, no, that's why it, yeah. it's basically the take on Zap Brannigan's voice done by Billy West is basically yeah. Phil Hartman doing Captain Kirk. Like, he somehow yeah. manages to be a mix of both the voices. Like, yeah. Because he was supposed to play him. Oh, God, yeah. Billy West does an amazing job, but... And I ain't gonna lie, because I'm a massive Futurama fan. I wish he'd been able to do the role. Phil Hartman parodying Star Trek yeah the way the characters modelled as well you can you can easily oh, see God. it being a yeah. Troy McClough couldn't you really yeah it's yeah. the same face isn't it? the face yeah it's like Troy McClough gorged himself on a uh, strip club buffet <laughs> and then champagne but <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it's actually like kind of weird in the sense that it was 2007 wasn't it that Simpson movie came out yeah yeah and it said um, they were going to make a sequel. And only like a year ago did Matt Groening confirm a sequel. I mean, probably to see how, how, how it would do at the box office. But if you were to put another Simpsons movie out there right now, obviously mm-hmm. not in this climate, it, it'd bang. Because yeah. they did a short film before Onward, um, which, which was... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've which not seen was, it, um, I, saw it, I saw it advertised. 
it's, it's genuinely hilarious. It's David Silverman, mm. though, to be fair, which is obviously a really prominent writer of The Simpsons who absolutely yeah. smashed it. There is like jokes in there that again push the envelope a bit. There's a bit I think Homer takes Maggie to a park. And it says you must be this to enter, and it was like ADD, ADHD, or like borderline <laughs> mentally insane or something. I was like, yeah, pushing them a little bit, but I didn't mind that. I thought it was really <laughs> funny. It's the the story is basically Homer is brutally neglectful to his infant daughter, and that's hilarious. Do you know what though? As well, I'll <laughs> tell you. I'll tell you a story, Tommy. You can chime in on this. Right. Okay. So. It was obviously played before onward, obviously, because all Disney films have short films in their own right. And um, yeah. about a minute into the short film, this fucking woman from across the screen shouted, Excuse me, are you here for onward? I said, Yeah. Oh, God. And we were watching it, we were laughing because it's actually genuinely funny. And this other woman yeah. said, What's this then? I said, <laughs> The short film. And I was like, Oh. But I was in the wrong screen. I was like, bam. <laughs> it was so frustrating. I was like, I'm trying to like enjoy it because it was genuinely really, really funny. Um, it had absolutely no dialogue in it as well. So it was a short, basically uh, silent short film. Um, and yeah. I was just trying to enjoy it. And this woman was like asking, I'm like, shut up. Please shut up. It even says at the beginning of it, a Simpsons short film. I'm like, did she just walk in over? Uh, no, she was sat down. The entire time. <laughs> yeah. we were. About a minute into the short film, she thought, oh, shout over to him. Because we, we were the ones that were laughing out loud because it was genuinely yeah. funny. With that short film, though, it sort of tested the audience because obviously Simpsons is now a Disney product, which is weird. But mm-hmm. they'll probably make a, a decent enough movie with that IP because obviously Disney makes money anyway. But yeah, if I mean, they have the Disney same ma- staff writers, I think they'll be, they'll be all right. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm not the biggest fan of the Fox acquisition by Disney, mostly on political grounds, but that's something we can get onto if yeah. we ever want to get onto it. But for this, it's unambiguously good, because the studio's got that much money, that much talent behind it, that they could do a Simpsons movie just if they wanted to. Doesn't even matter if it make money, doesn't matter if you even break even. They could do that and absorb the hit just for the art. I don't think they should do the show anymore. It's like, you know when Futurama got cancelled and they did like the, the movies, which yeah. then got split oh, up yeah. into the TV shows. Those movies were good. Yeah. If you watch them all, it was like one thing. They're fucking sick. That's what The Simpsons should do instead. I feel like the problem is with The Simpsons these days that the talent's there, but it's overstretched. They can't make yeah. every single thing funny. Not like they used to. They can't spend as much time They're on it. Bound to run out, not run out of ideas per se, because obviously that's you know a bit ridiculous. Yeah. But like, what don't... hasn't been done with the Simpsons thirty oh, summit series in? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't blame new writers coming in wanting to do all these mad stories. Is like, oh no, we kind of did something similar twenty years ago. Oh no, we did this in two thousand six. Like, you are so restricted. These characters have been built on and built on and built on. There's really yeah. very limited ways you can take them anymore. A lot of shows can go into the later series and still have, you know, like, interesting plot lines. But The Simpsons is like, we've seen so much done now that it can just be exhausting. To have a point, I mean, The Simpsons movie, 
they implemented fucking Green Day in there, do you know what I mean? They've got that yeah. under the belt. They, got uh, the they, they <laughs> killed they... Green Day in the opening five minutes of the film. Yeah. Talk about Simpsons all day, every day, because it is... It is a belter, but um, this is a Simpsons podcast. Though. It's a Sim. <laughs> yeah, this is a Simpsons. Just call podcast. ourselves the Simps, do you reckon? The Simps. Yeah. <laughs> so as well, obviously, there's there's loads of shit on Netflix. There's a lot of recyclable trash and stuff on Netflix. But um, I came across a film the other day called um, Extraction, which is done by well, it's actually directed by a stuntman called Sam Hargrave, who did all the mm. stunts for all the Marvel films. Um, it definitely goes to show. Uh, it's written by Joe Russo, produced by the Russo brothers. Basically, it's like you know, there was a review, I think, by Forbes, and they described it as a John Wick running a Call of Duty campaign mission, but in a good way. Um, <laughs> which uh, I kind of agree with because the body count in this film is ridiculously high. It is just non-stop action, violence, and hand-to-hand combat. But the fight scenes, again, are probably the best bit about it because it's like one take and stuff and obviously being done by a stunt coordinator you've seen in John Wick the fight scenes are always immaculate because of how well they are done and they know they have a keen eye for the action and that's what makes it probably the most entertaining bits of the film Chris Hemsworth's in it um, it's, yeah. just, it's just a brutal brutal film but in that the history of what Netflix have put out you, and you have trailers and posters that just look horrendous like there was about six underground with Ryan Reynolds came out last year um, oh god which is just, which is just not good whatsoever. Um, and there's what else of Netflix? Netflix, to be fair, they are putting out a decent amount of good stuff. Like obviously they did Roma and they did Uncut Gems and they did yeah. um, they did Marriage Stories and they did Marriage Produ- Story. Produced both for them though, didn't they? Like yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, obviously the Irishman was probably just just so yeah. they could. You know, just so Scorsese could get someone to actually distribute it. I don't really know, but what, what was with the issues behind distribution with it? Uh, it might I have been the ambition, I think, behind yeah, it. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it was uh, technically ambitious. Like the the, um, the equipment used in that movie is actually mad, though. Yeah. Like fucking, like having three different cameras on the uh, actor at all time. Like one, yeah. one was like an infrared camera or something on it. Yeah. The um, mm. it's crazy. And also yeah. the runtime as well. Uh, yeah, it's well long. Like, it should have been split into a mini series. That's what people were saying. Like, because it's it is, it, in, yeah. it is in segments, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it could easily be a little mini series because how segmented it is. You look at all the other like movies that Martin Scorsese make in like similar style as that. You know, like Casino and Goodfellas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like this obviously fit into being part like for, same thematically, but the ending is like is like a curtain draw for like his take on that genre you know what I mean if you look at like the ending of Goodfellas like that ending can kind of be seen in the same way as the Irishman can be like yeah uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if you should be listening to this but if you haven't watched the Irishman skip forward maybe I don't know but like um, <laughs> you know the end of Goodfellas like Henry's kind of living like out his life and he, but you can tell he fucking despises yeah, because he's like, I had to life, live the it? rest of my life as a schnook, and then like, sort of just ends, yeah. isn't it, on that? And like, the yeah. ending of The Irishman, where it's like, um, Robert De Niro, and you see him through just this slightly open door, and he's just like an old man, it's like, what the fuck was like, this <laughs> all worth it for? Like, that is such a depressing ending, but it, it also works, because it's like, my, it's got to say, that's, that's going to be the last kind of gangster 
movie he's going to work on. Like, 100%. Like, he's, a, he's an old fella. Like, and I'm pretty sure he's, he, even he's saying that it might be the last movie he ever makes. So, like, yeah, like, odds on, like, we're not going to see another movie in that vein ever from him. So that kind of works. He's kind of being like, this is the last one. Like, especially considering the ages of the actors as well. And that oh, was yeah. a stretch for them to actually do that movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had to get. He got Joe Pesci out of retirement to do. It. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's mental. Good that. He's sick in that. Yeah, like, he was. Um, I'm just always gonna fucking think of him like. They, I can't. Didn't think they'd be able to make Joe Pesci look older. Then he did. did. Yeah, and, like, I know. When he's like, he's like, love you, David. He's sucking on the uh, like the wine soaked bread. Like, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. We're all at home. We can't do shit, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And everything as well, especially recently, everything's being pushed back, things being pushed forward, the left, right, and fucking center. Obviously, the one I care about most is Venom 2, which now officially has a title, which is probably one of the worst titles in probably the history of cinema. Um, is it Let There Be Carnage? That's what it is. I'm excited oh. for it though, because it's Andy Circus, but oh. it could be absolutely fucking horrendous like the first one was. Is Andy Circus so. uh, directing it? Yeah. That's yeah, I never saw the first one. I don't really know. The, the first one is really, really, really bad. It's a massive meme. It well, it's mate, like, it is. <laughs> it's it's so really bad. is. Venom is a film that would have been a classic had it released in 2004. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> does it, does yeah. it feel that outdated, does it? Well, yeah, with the Venom, uh, the, the Eminem song as well. Oh, man. Yeah. Shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, things being pushed back, pushed forward, left, right, center. But there's one film in particular that just refuses to move, which is Tenet, uh, which is uh, arguably probably going to be one of the most ambitious movies ever made because of the alleged runtime, which is uh, apparently it's 195 minutes long. There's only so much, obviously, IMAX film that you can have, you know. He had to shorten down the interstellar credits because of the shortage of film. I'm really excited for it because it looks great, but it, it refuses to move because apparently Nolan wants it to be the first theatrical release film uh, uh, post closures of cinema, um, which is a really decent uh, move on his part because if it yeah. is, it will make that, so much money. What's it actually about? Because I, I don't fucking know. Um, about it. I guess not. Yeah, I, I noticed all I noticed about the trailer was that loads of shit was going backwards. Backwards. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to know something? Do you want? Do you, do you literally want to know? Okay. <laughs> the premise is a secret agent is tasked with preventing World War Three through time travel. That's literally the premise of the. That film. sounds pretty sick. It is, but yeah. the cast as well. You've got with John David Washington, which I think is a really good choice. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Robert Pattinson, oh, yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Himesh Patel of uh, EastEnders fame. Uh, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is he the guy out of yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. I love that's, that a hor- that's a horrible movie. I love that's that film. There's that, yeah, there's that one cameo in it from uh, Robert, Robert Carlyle when he plays John Lennon. It's so yeah. funny. Can I, can, I, can I talk about that movie for a second? I, I just, that movie gives me an existential crisis. <laughs> I think the world that that movie takes place in is one of the most horrifying ones in modern cinema. Because Neutral Milk Hotel still exists. <laughs> <laughs> I love Neutral Milk Hotel. Well, like, um, no, basically because it's it's horrifying because he's right, he's the only one who knows 
of the Beatles exist. Well, he's not actually. There's a few of them around the world who remember. There's like four or five of them, yeah. Yeah. But as that movie progresses, you find out that loads of other stuff don't exist, don't you? Like you find out like Oasis don't exist, and that's obviously a little joke that Oasis. Like we're massive fans of the Beatles and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And there's also the big joke with the Rolling Stones, like the biggest band in the world, saying like, ha ha ha, but the Rolling Stones are sick. Like, what are you trying to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. I know there's always the beef saying like Rolling Stones and like the Beatles are ooh, ooh, the Beatles are better. But I, I, I like the Rolling Stones are better personally. But yeah. Like, um, if I had to, I would absolutely sacrifice Oasis for the Rolling Stones. I know that's controversial, but. I, 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 I like them both, but like, Elder Stones is not honestly one of my favourite bands. As that movie goes on, you find out cigarettes don't exist, you find out coke doesn't exist, like, oh, yeah. um, loads of stuff like that, I'm sure Harry Potter doesn't exist, stuff like that. Yeah, so I like, what, what is the issue in this world, yeah, is that some benevolent god or someone with like control over just reality is like, I'm going to pick, yeah, everything that people like and I'm gonna get rid of it I'm gonna make these people exist in this world in which everything they love does not exist and like, like the main character in that basically goes through this world finding out these stuff being taken away like if, that, if I was in that position I would be so terrified of dying because that basically proves the existence of God like, like yeah it's like like man has paid for its sins in <laughs> a way everything that people love like it's just it's just so horrifying the world it takes place in and you have a good point it, i went to see it with uh with sam whitaker and we both came out of the film it's absolutely horrifying the, the worst thing for me is that fucking james corden still exists in that world yeah. that's the worst thing for me i was like are you kidding me apparently i've i've, I've read a lot of bad stuff about james corden recently i don't he's like badly him. hate he's badly hated in america the thing is i actually don't every time i see something about james corden he's always if it's about him in america everyone's like always oh, calling him a knob and stuff like that and there's always like, one british guy's like ah oh, you can fucking keep him we hate him <laughs> but I, I swear to god everyone in the uk likes him like literally everyone in the uk loves gavin and stacy like i i never hear anything bad of anyone about that's james true Corden. Like, I, I i like gavin and stacy i think i think it's a funny tv show like, i think he, he can be like a really like funny writer but there's something about him that apparently this, i was reading loads of stories like stories like people went to see league of their own and when everyone was bantering in between like the recording sessions he was just sat there on his phone not talking to anyone and like after there's an after not an after party but there's like a thing where you can go and meet there's like oh yeah freddie yeah. flint off and like guest stars and, stuff oh, like that, and have, a, have a pint and stuff like that like a vip tent oh yeah james Corden came out for one second thanked everyone for coming like didn't even look up from his phone and I, like, loads of people asked him for a photo and he was like, yeah, later. Went in the back and never came back out. Like, um, Fuck, he's so ignorant. Also, there's also, a, apparently, he went to um, a Writers Guild evening and was petitioning for less pay for his writers. Jesus. What? He went I... against the union <laughs> and was petitioning that his writers get paid less. And he, I don't get it, he was a writer at one point, so why would he want to be it's just so it's so ridiculous he just he sounds like an absolute knobhead uh, it's not something like, like uh, sonic the hedgehog is pr- like on its way to probably becoming the uh highest grossing movie of the year mm. <laughs> yeah. like bad, apparently bad boys 2 is um at top though yeah it deserves it because it's a genuinely yeah. decent film <laughs> yeah bad boys for life was honestly it was 
Was it, it Bad can, Boys 3, is it? I don't know. Of really solid action sequels. It's legitimately fun to watch. Like, yeah, the director did a great job with it. They even... They gave the Bad Boys universe depth, and then they got <laughs> Mike Bay in for a cameo to officiate the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yeah, they did, yeah, yeah. Even DJ Khaled's cameo, and I'm not a fan of DJ Khaled because he's obnoxious and screams his own name at the start of every single track. Will Smith torches information out of it <laughs> in a I'm sorry, but for me, that that's a, that's a star. That is, that's a mark of Kino right there. You're forgetting so, the best right. bit though, mate. Martin Lawrence. Comedic timing is still on point, what, like, 20 oh, years yeah, later? He's not Fucking been in a lot of films lately, has he? Big Mama's he House, bro. Big Mama's House, he yeah. He used to love the first one when I was younger. <laughs> no. Martin Lawrence is legitimately really funny. I wasn't, I actually wasn't expecting that, because, like we were saying, he hasn't done anything since Big Mama's House 2, which was, what was that, 2010, 2011? Oh, not Big Mama's House 2, what about Big Mama's House 3, like... Father like Father Light's son. son, come on, man! <laughs> oh, shit, man. Wait, where he's old, where his son dresses up as well. Wild Hogs, mate. Oh, mate, that is a Move good film. Move that bus. That is a good film. <laughs> that is a very good film with a very good cast. Tim, Tim Allen, what, what an actual... What a cunt. <laughs> I'm not even going to actually ironically say what I like him because he's really not. He's a horrible man. <laughs> he's a horrible man. This cast this cast was so good. Tim Allen, John Travolta, Martin Lawrence, uh, William H. Oh, Macy, Ray Liotta, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, man. Old school. Man. Old school film, this one. When, when was... When was this? 2007. 2007. Jesus. Uh, 2007. Kyle Gass was in it, mate. Come on. Kyle Wait. Gass. Kyle Gass. Peter Fonda was in it. Oh, it's a belter. Like those shitty comedies from like the like the noughties are so good they're bad. <laughs> or so bad they're good. But you know, it made bank it made two hundred and fifty three million dollars at the box office, Wild Hogs, fair play. That's fair enough. Uh, fucking 14% of tomatoes, you know, but fuck it. Before we go off, off topic, what do you reckon is going to happen with Tenet? Is it going to be pushed to November or next year, or is it going to stay July the 17th? It's going to stay. No one's one of the best. Like, he's on the top of his game, and to be honest, I think the studio's going to acquiesce. The man has artistic vision. He's one of the few directors that, you know, you ask people on the high street, they know who he is. They know what Dunkirk is. They know what Inception is, The Dark Knight. Yeah. If I if I was a betting man, and I ain't gonna lie, I am, I'm not, I would say that he's gonna get his wish. It's gonna be the first film that comes out after quarantine. No joke. They'll, they'll make, there's probably gonna be a lot of uh competition in Hollywood to see which movie gets released first because that is that is 100% oh. like guaranteed to make bank it's the worst thing about it you know man but we've got we don't know what the hell's going to happen with any of this we don't know what's going to happen with the state of cinema no one's telling us anything no I mean I was watching on the news today Dominic Raab who's pretty much leading the country at this point is refusing to even publish 
advisories on when we could be out of lockdown. Because we have no idea, do we? Yeah, it's a hard thing to pinpoint. It is. And even worse, most of these studios are American-based, and America's looking like it's going to be fucking decimated by this. It's very true. It's very, very, very true, because it's like the highest rate of all time. They've got... They are on course for a literal... Not just a pandemic, but one of the worst pandemics in modern history. They've lost. I don't, think, like, I don't think it's on on route. I just think like this honestly just is. Like I don't think even at this point, like in, in modern history at least, you know what I mean? Like the, what was it? Like, the Spanish flu was like. Oh yeah, that killed more people in the war, didn't it? That, that, that was it a did. One. That, like you were saying, that came on the heels of the First World War. That was attacking a planet that was devastated by industrial warfare. We aren't, which is probably why we're holding up a little better. Plus, I'm not going to get into the science, but lower mortality rates means we got a better chance. That's very true. That's very true. But, you know, we can't do much at the moment. Disney Plus and that is pretty decent. Keep that going. Netflix, yeah. keep that going. You know, but... I, I, I'm not a fan of Disney Plus. I don't... Really? I don't get... Yeah. It's just, a good I business move. That's what I mean. I, I, I rate how cheap it is, but like Netflix was that cheap at one point and it always goes up. I don't even think Disney Plus is losing millions. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's not it's not doing well. Like um like I've I've not watched any of the Star Wars shit on it yet. I've not even watched the new series of Clone Wars. I, mean, I used to love the Clone Wars. That's a good I only, show. I only watch it for the Simpsons and I watched Incredibles 2 in it and I'm It's a very good film. Of, uh, Pixar of the like the new Pixar sequels. I think that's the strongest one. Definitely. It's a very good one. I, I Finding like Dory was just was just one. shit. Yeah. Toy Gosh. Story Four was the most unnecessary movie ever made. I liked it. I cried a lot, but you know. I just think I just don't think why it needs to be made because like three like finished it off perfectly. And I, I have my gripes for three, but I rate the end of that like decent. Yeah. At the same time, though, I do kind of prefer the ending to four. It's yeah, kind of but yeah, it's happy, but it's sad. I mean, it it hits all the right emotional beats. It's the it's kind of like three was like the passing of the torch, you know, like it's no longer Andy's toys, they're Bonnie's. Whereas four was this is the end. It's end of an era. The gang split up. They're going on to better things, which was. To be fair, that's how I would get. I guarantee you, that's how they're gonna end, Sonny. Like Dennis is being locked up for being a legit serial killer, and Charlie and Frank ride off into the sunset, sniffing glue as they go. Good I, I picture. Think he's just gonna end, just as any other episode ends, me. You think? You know, it's, it's, just, it's established that like they cannot exist without each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, these characters are so like horrible that the only community they can actually fit in is with himself. Like even <laughs> even Dennis going to Minnesota didn't last long. He like, didn't no. and also uh, Dennis's kid as well. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't you know what I mean? Like these it's it's kind of like Seinfeld, like how Seinfeld ended, like yeah, like the characters not changing at all. But <laughs> I mean they're, they're <laughs> yeah. you know they're in prison, they're in prison. Well, like Series 14 or something now. I've not watched all of the newest one on Netflix. Uh, I think it's 14, yeah. Friends Friends only got to series 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's um, true. Uh, 
Hill the last few series, whereas Sonny's strong as ever, man. Sonny's very funny Sonny's... at the moment. Yeah. I'm Sonny's, Sonny's very good as well. It's not as good as it used to be, but it's still funnier than a lot of stuff on TV. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. speaking of like telly and whatever, obviously there's the fucking Parks and Recs, isn't there, next week? Oh shit, yeah. Jesus Christ, I did not Can't expect that. that. I did not expect that whatsoever. It feels like it belongs in the last decade more than it does. I, I actually, I honestly know what you mean. I wonder what they'll do because it's like, <clears throat> it, it's um, being touted as, as, a, as a charity episode. Like, but when have like most charity episodes for TV shows been decent? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I have, I have a lot of um, faith in the writers. I always, I always preferred Parks and Rec so much more than The Office and Thirty I did. Rock as well. Yeah, it was always pinned to Thirty Rock because Tina Fey and, Tina, and yeah. Amy Poehler were obviously like writing partners and stuff like that. And we're on Saturday Night Live together. They're they often pinned together. And the thing is with Thirty Rock, I think Thirty Rock is dead. Like masturbatory, like obviously it's about it's about Saturday Night Live, basically, isn't it? and it's about NBC and it's about yeah. the whole like um, yeah. kind of um, New York kind of comedy scene and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like it, it very much it's so self-referential, and I feel like unless you kind of have a grasp on like what kind of this world is like, and yeah. like you know kind of about Saturday Night Live and stuff like that, then it's it can kind of can be. Uh, be hard to get into like it's been on tv and i've been watching a few episodes downstairs it's actually on tv now i don't think it was ever on british tv up until this point so i'm like i think parks and rec is so much better i, I want to think it's a funnier show i think the characters are better and i just think kind of like just the idea of local government is so much more of like a easier jump off point yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that i'm looking forward to it i really am just hope it's Fine. hope it's as good as the saying it's going to be but yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm just wondering how they're actually going to be able to do it. The only way I could honestly see it be a webcam. Yeah, I mean, they could do it. Like, the character is in lockdown over coronavirus. That'd like, be quite imagine... funny, actually. Yeah, yeah. If, you kind of, if you kind of bake that into it, it'd be decent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that working. I could actually see that being pretty funny, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I've not, actually, I've not considered that idea of it actually being, like... Yeah contextually like a video call or something like that that'd be quite yeah. good i could never get into either one of the offices like but you know i think i, I love the british one i think the british one's, british one's great american I mean, one's I'll... just pretty don't like it <laughs> not gonna lie to be honest, i can't i could never get into the british office it's just not my sort of humor like you know that cringe no. comedy thing it, it just yeah. goes me. yeah it can be a, a stressful watch if you're not into yeah. that kind of comedy. Don't get. Um, I'll admit, I'm a guy that suffers with a lot of confidence issues with some like self-esteem shit. Yeah. It, it feels like that's shit that I would do. I find that yeah. like, <laughs> incredibly embarrassing. I, I could see myself making those cringe mistakes. I love David Brent though. I think David Brent is such a well-written character. Oh, you're odd. Yeah. He's very, he very is. funny character. Yeah. He kind, of, he kind of devolves over time into just being Ricky Gervais. Yeah, no, but Ricky Gervais devolved into being David Brent. That actually... <laughs> like, uh, that's what I mean. Like, and, and same with Andy, the character he plays in Extras. Like, he oh. is... Ricky Gervais has somehow managed to become 
like an amalgamation of both of these characters that I used to take the piss out of people. Yep. You know, I noticed most BBC original shows are prob- probably like Trailblazers. Um, oh, yeah. For like American stuff. Which Sh- Shameless was Channel 4, though, wasn't it? So I can't say that's yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've recently started watching Shameless. I quite like it. William H. Macy. Before. No, no, um, <laughs> the British one. Oh, the British. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, my uncle's in that. Crazy <laughs> range of, is it? Yeah, it's Wait, serious. Yeah, Cranky's in it. <laughs> Cranky's in Shameless? Yeah, man. How did I not know this? That's He's mad. in Hollyoaks as well. Oh, shit, man. He's yeah, like yeah, an extra yeah. artist, is he? Yeah. Background artist, as you say. No, I'm, I'm looking on his IMDb. He's Bill in episode 6.3 in 2009. And he's Phil in episode 9.5 2012. Bill and Phil, <laughs> Bill and Phil yeah. Oh, I think that was mad as like, I was talking to my dad about extras. He was saying that the guy who plays uh, Frank Gallagher in it. Like yeah. he's a Shakespearean actor. Like he was. You wouldn't Shakespeare expect that, would you? Like, and th- but that performance is so good, though. Like it's just mad. <laughs> British TV shows are like still miles ahead of most American ones, I think. I quite. I, I love like American comedy. And I think you have to wade through a lot of shit to get to like the good ones. But I will honestly say, like Arrested Development is is probably oh, yeah. the great, the best written TV show of all time, like without a doubt. Like I'm not even kidding. That's, that is such. A, it's a trailblazer as well in, in in that style of filmmaking. Um, mm. Because well, yeah. again, the fucking Russo brothers started that. <laughs> kind of responsible for a lot of this kind of visual style, I guess. And the style, the but, style, yeah, that's what they were saying in an interview. Yeah, they it said, but, and, and saying the community as well. Directed, like, oh shit, he did. Yeah, yeah. Was, wasn't that the reason he got the Captain America movie? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Smash that paper. Yeah. So. Both of those work because they weren't like traditional American comedies. Like they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Long series. Self self-referential as well. On the road yeah. And, it's like a lot of American comedy, like Friends, Seinfeld, it can be really good, but it's always episodic to be around, like, yeah, this is the development had, like, an overarching plotline, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas development was always one episode leads into another, leads into another. It's a constant plot. I just think it's so brilliant. It, it is so, so, so good. I've watched that show so many times, the rest of development. I've watched, I've watched it, mm. like, fucking over ten times now, properly. I've oh, not yeah. watched the, the latest series as much, but no, I don't think I, it's that yeah. bad. It's the worst series. The newest series is the worst series. People always say Series 4 is wank. The yeah. original version of Series 4 is really good. Do you, do you know what they did with Series 4? No. Yeah, they recut it, didn't they? Recut it. They recut it. Every, the original Series 4 was like, every episode re- revolved around a different member of the Blue family. And then yeah. they oh. all came together in the last one, basically. Oh, right. And... <laughs> They, 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 wanted, they recut it. It was like 11 episodes or something, and they managed to recut it into 21 episodes, in which mm-hmm. all the all those things were kind of mixed into more of like a traditional episode format. And it's so funny, like, I, 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 I quite like it. Like, it was okay, but the original format of that series was so much better. Like, the, the payoffs don't hit as hard. Like, I've seen, I've seen the recut and I've seen the original, but there's more jokes as well, like, it knows that it's a recut of like a series. There's so much extra content in the recutting. Like, I can't really slag it off, but mm, series yeah. five's the worst one. 
Um, it's still quite funny, but I will never chat shit about Series 4. The original version of Series 4, I think, was, was, was well funny. Sing, I think single camera works so well as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it, it works so well. Um, and um, the the thing is, what I think what I like most about... I think the first season is just so, 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 so good. Um, is It's very new as well. Obviously, the really young Michael Cera was actually really oh, quite God. shocking to see. Um, yeah. He has a chin, he has a chin, doesn't he? he yeah, he chin, does, yeah. I, I just think as well, the visual style of it was very much uh, implemented by the Russo brothers, which is now, basically, it's now, you know, influ- well, it influenced 30 Rock, I think, because of the um, single camera, like, thing. Yeah. The rest of development was... Was the pioneer of kind of yes. kind of style of comedy TV show? It's all Ron Howard as well, isn't it? Cancelled yeah. so, like twice, like basically, yeah. like it got put on a hiatus and then it got fully cancelled. And if that yeah. show didn't get cancelled, that would have gone on to be so much more madder. Like it's hard to jump back into it after a while, so it takes a bit of time. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I binge watched the entire first like three series uh, from summers ago and. I couldn't make the jump in series four after it. Just yeah. jarring to see the actors ten years later. It just I, I like what I like about series four though is that it parts of it cut back straight after the last episode of series three and they play that the yeah. same age. And like they've, they've not tried at all to de-age Michael Sarah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like this, in like this one boat ride that like George Michael took as a kid, he came back a fully grown man. <laughs> but uh, Max, uh, I don't think he's aged. No, not aged really. It's just his chin. <laughs> yeah, he's grown. Like, God, I mean David Cross. I mean, we can't m- not mention him. Yeah, just cool. the bias for me is beautiful. Is, I mean, it's the meme now, isn't it? Like, he's crying in the shower. Yeah. Like that, that, that's yeah. the meme, isn't it? There's um, Oh my god. And of course, we can't forget Blue Man Group. Oh my god. Blue Man Group. Blue I think Man. I blew I mean, myself. Like, oh, so much yeah. jokes are set up like throughout series. And there's so many jokes that didn't even get a payoff because the show <laughs> ended like before. Like, do you know, do you know originally Tobias was supposed to be black? He was supposed to be an albino. No, he was, like the original plotline of Tobias was that he was an albino black man. The whole joke was going to be like Tobias is always saying like he doesn't feel like himself and his body and stuff like that, and like he, he has the book called The Man in Me and stuff like that. And like the whole joke was that oh he's gay, but like the original payoff was that because he doesn't know who his parents are. Like he says in like the show, the whole payoff was supposed to. Be that he was an albino black man, they just didn't know, and that was going to be the joke. And like, it just didn't get, it just didn't get done because the show got cancelled. Oh. oh my god! I mean, I'm reading up now on Tobias Fungi as a character, and apparently the Russo brothers asked him to make a cameo appearance as Tobias in Infinity War. Yeah, but, but he's he could... he kind of in it, isn't he? Like, yeah. there's, there's a never, there's a never new. There's a character who's supposed to be like Tobias. Yeah, and the blue stair cars in in. In one of them, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The decent referential bits and bobs, but it's like it's that that probably was where the Bruce Brothers. Well, did they do anything before the pilot of? I don't think they did. They're probably obviously well known now for directing the biggest movie of all time, 
but that's, that's pretty funny isn't it, it is, isn't it? like um, you know i saw a facebook memory the other day and it was two years ago where james cameron said i hope avengers fatigue fits in very soon oh well mate i'm just well yeah <laughs> i'm looking at um what the Russos have done. I have no I had no clue that they did you mean Dupree. Fucking hell. Yeah, yeah they, did, they, did, they did a lot. They did do a lot of shit. And then you've got like Winter Soldier, which is a belter, Civil War, which is a belter, Infinity War, which is arguably the one of the best modern day pieces of drama fiction like out there. And <laughs> Infinity War, which is a uh, no, sorry, Endgame, which is then a culmination of te- uh, 12 years of storytelling. I thought I loved that film I thought it was so obviously there was bits and bobs in it which is a bit like uh, whatever but the ending the the last 45 minutes is just so good I don't even care it's when um, it's when they think they've done it that they snap the fingers and they've done it and then uh, Ant-Man is like looking out the window he's like I think it, you think we did it and it's fucking meteor from out of space just Bang! Oh, oh my god. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> you know, there was. Uh, I'm just looking through their, uh, some of the stuff online about them, and two things jump out at me. One, that they were that good that they got offered Civil War before when Soldier had even come out. That's how confident like Marvel were in their abilities. Oh, wow. Yeah, they got it in January 2014. When Soldier yeah. didn't drop until like April May time, must have seen rushes and been pretty impressed. Man. Yeah. They nice. really were. And you know what the second thing is Whoa. that yeah, Joe Russo was actually, I shit you not, in the fucking Simpsons. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Joe I know. Russo has a cameo role in the Simpsons, just yeah. to take a small circle right there. Uh, Kevin Feige's in it as well. Shit, yeah, yes, yeah, Kevin me. Feige plays, is it Chinos? Basically, mm. Thanos, but um, basically, he'll rule, the, he'll rule the world with his iron chin or something. That's his, that's his quote, but that's a very funny, funny episode. Um, I can't get me back into the fucking Simpsons, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I just think those two, I mean, because obviously there's the whole preconception argument of that Marvel isn't cinema, but I think that's a load of bollocks. Because um, if you look at where they've come from with the first Iron Man, they went to Universal, they went to Warner Brothers, went to everywhere, and they all just laughed in their faces and was like, "No, nah, it'll never work." Mm. I think it's interesting. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of Marvel movies really, but I, I do, I do appreciate kind of the scope of. That's, that's the thing, yeah. And like I, thought, I, I rate that. Like, it, it is interesting to see how all these seeds were laid and how they paid off and stuff like that. But I guess, how okay. how long is it gonna go on for? Is what I'm thinking. Like, there's, there's like, I know these different waves or whatever they call them. Yeah. yeah. I feel like eventually the fatigue will set in. It will. It will. I'm it will. Just a bit naive to think it'd be that early. Yeah, it will. But for now, I think they're, they're yeah. doing a, a really fucking good job of it. To be fair. Yeah. The money they made is ridiculous. Like, um, I think as well with Endgame, by the the total gross that got at the box office, how much people wanted to see that film. You know, yeah. and even uh, Spider-Man made 1.5 billion after that. 
the highest grossing Sony film of all time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's record after record they keep smashing, but um, yeah. I just think uh, if they venture a bit more towards the R rating, that could be pretty cool. And that might be a big test as well. They made Blade with obviously Mahershala Ali, which is such an amazing casting. Um, but I'll see. We'll see what happens. Like, they should make it R rated, but I don't know. Oh. It's needed, really, is it? Like, yeah. There's always that big argument, like, uh, obviously it'd be better if it was R rated, but you can get loads of good movies that don't even R rated. It's just See, like, obviously, with the R rating, you've got more free reign to do And it, it, really, it really depends what you're trying to adapt. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people think this world should have been R rated, but it has no right being R rated. It's perfectly fine and it's rated, it's just executed poorly. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, they did a, what, their Hellboy with the R rating, that fucking Not- backfired, didn't it? <laughs> Was that not good, that movie? No. That was the worst films I've ever seen in the cinema. Was it? I, 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 I've, on, I've only ever seen the, the first Hellboy, you know, Del Toro. Del Toro, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Del- um, fucking Niles from Frasier's Fish, yeah. Fish Man. <laughs> that one, that's the only one I've seen. And I don't really remember much about it. I don't even remember liking it that much, to be fair. Honestly, the 2019 Hellboy reboot was... It was trash. Yeah, it, it was, was bad. I, I don't... Bad, yeah. I mean, I know there was a lot of infighting on the set, but it was just... How can you wasn't, take... Wasn't um, David Arbor, wasn't he playing Hellman? Hellboy. Hellman, yeah. Hellman. Yeah. Hellfella. Yeah, yeah. Who played, who played him? Uh, Ron Perlman, yeah. I nearly, yeah. Said, I nearly said Tom Waits. Ron Perlman. Mm. Oh, I remember I was reading something like... Uh, Tom Waits sent like a letter. Oh no, it's David Lynch actually. What man about? I know. Yeah. I mean, there's always been the whole thing. Like, uh, I think David Lynch's next movie is going to be about Tom Waits. Shit, yeah. a Tom Waits biopic directed by David Lynch. Oh my god. Yeah. There's there 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 a letter that Tom Waits sent to him, um, and Tom Waits sent like this dead, like poetic uh, letter back to him, saying how he needs to be like a. Need to work on a movie, and David Lynch just re- responded back with, Dear Tom, cut the bullshit and tell me how much I'm going to get paid. Best wishes, <laughs> David. What about Dune? What we what we saying? I'm excited, yeah. That'll be the biggest film of this year, trust me. See, well, in scale. It's going to be in two parts, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, you could never... I love David Lynch. I love him. He's one of my favourite directors, but even he couldn't do this film in one part. Even oh. Alec Jodorowsky couldn't do the film in one part. I would have loved to have seen Jodorowsky's one. That's <laughs> what I meant. So Everyone would have done that, yeah. Jodorowsky was a madman. He did. He didn't even want to follow the plot of the book. He just wanted to do a. <laughs> he just wanted to take a few elements from it, train his son to be a martial arts master, and then <laughs> film fucking fever dream he had on acid. H.R. Geiger was going to do the uh, art design for it, wasn't he? He wanted he Salvador did. Dali as the emperor. Yeah, he did, and, and Orson Welles was going to be in it as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. That would have been a, an absolutely crazy movie. It's not mad that like, you can't even think of it existing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and David Lynch one. Very, I think it's just very s- slow. And like, mm. I like, I like, um, for some reason, like Cam uh, McLaughlin as a as a yeah. Paul Atreides. Like, I think I feel like it's a <laughs> decent enough job. Yeah, like, this I mean, one's got, this one's gonna be so fucking crazy with like the plot, especially with a. Uh, 
Timothy Chalamet playing Paul Trades yeah. as well. I ain't gonna lie. I think I think uh, Chalamet is a pretty good shout for Atreides. He, I mean, he fits the description. Yeah. Honestly, with the cast that they've got, with the special effects that we can do these days, and the, you know, we've done some amazing stuff in science fiction these past few years. Just Avengers, the new Star Wars films. Yeah. Now, even if you don't like those films, you can still admit that they are beautifully, they're, they're amazingly done yeah. in terms of photography and special effects. They yeah. can make a life, man. I'm gonna, I ain't even gonna lie, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I want to say something that we wouldn't be able to put in the podcast, but I would absolutely scream in joy when I see a fucking sandworm. I know, out. I hope, I hope <laughs> we don't show that in the trailer, I want, I can't. That'd be a bit it, shit, yeah. Yeah. What's the name of the salmon? Is it Shy Hello or whatever? They're making a Snowpiercer show as well, I think. I mean, that never got a UK release. Maybe no, finally it still doesn't. Is it not on Amazon? Is it not on Amazon or not? Netflix? It thing. is on Oh, oh yeah. wait, is it Netflix or Amazon? It? It's a Snowpiercer TV show, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. didn't know Snowpiercer was based on um, a, a comic. Graphic novel, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of but mad. They, but uh, the, the, uh, the, the movie's drastically different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's probably why it works better than people imagine because um, <clears throat> it's positive. Uh, again, but had the thing with Weinstein wanting to cut out like thirty minutes of it though. Um, with yeah. Bong, I think uh, he just knows what he's doing with any genre you, you give him. He'll know what to do with it because Snowpiercer was oh. sci-fi to fuck, and then uh, you know the host is like horror and stuff and mother. Up just a comedy drama. Kind of, and then obviously yeah. parasites. A bit of a comedy as well. <laughs> yeah, it's very funny. It's very very. So, I mean, funny. I laugh more at that movie than I did at Jojo Rabbit, and I like Jojo Rabbit. Not saying yeah. anything about it, but a lot of the comedy in that didn't really hit with me. The Jojo Rabbit, but, the thing what hit with me, like the first half parasites is so funny. I think it is. Oh, it yeah. is really really funny. Um, the Jojo Rabbit, it's more of just sad than funny. Well, yeah, it's more of a heartwarming film. Like, I won't go into it, but the end, the, the, the last 30 minutes of that film is so just visually disturbing. It's ridiculous. So like, I'll, I'll tell them, because I can't be asked just, like, skirting around it, so if you don't, if you're not watching it, skip. Um, yep. The bit where, obviously, Frau Betzler gets hung, uh, which is very, just, dramatic yep. and sad. But also, when Clendendorp gets fucking shot to death, and he's just like, it's okay, kid, you can go. And he, he leaves, and all you hear are gunshots in the background because he's obviously getting killed. It's like, oh my God, that's really sad. <laughs> it's really, really sad. Um, the whole film took a turn when, obviously, Frau Betzler was found hung. That was when the whole film was like, no, this is not a comedy, this is a full-on drama. I, I, I'd probably agree with you and say that it's funnier than Jojo Rabbit. But again, yeah. Parasite has that last hour, which is just so insane. Yeah, and it, like, I remember actually being like... Um... Watching the bit where the the maid comes back. Like, oh my god! Yeah. Runs towards the advancement oh is fucking horrifying. Yeah, and the whole that bit was as well. so like you really do not know what direction that is going in at no. all. Yeah. <laughs> and when he comes out as well, and he, the the party's going on, you're like, oh fuck, no! What's gonna go? What's happening? What's happening? And then when it just all kicks off at the end, it's like, oh my god! You didn't expect that. Yeah. And also, I didn't expect for, um... Didn't Mr. Kim kill Mr. Park? Well... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that at all. But, um... 
that ending is so sad, <laughs> but yet kind mm. of uplifting at the same time, but it's still really sad. Um, mm. It's the thing with, with both Judge Rabbit and Parasite, they're two very tonally similar movies where like the first half's really funny and the last half's just fucking sad. Yeah, I, I just think Judge Rabbit, probably my favorite film of the year, but obviously in Parasite as well, but we had a yeah. good good start to the year, but it'll year. it'll it'll be a <laughs> it's it's done now, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah. Which is which is all a bit fucked up. But uh, one last yeah. thing, Johnny good Depp has officially talk. overtaken. Yeah, uh, Amber Heard and Instagram followers, which is great. Hope she gets locked up. Yeah, she deserves it. Uh, there you go. And uh, on that note, <laughs> and on that note, there we go. If you listen to this, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, obviously, when it's done, we'll plug it on the Instagram and stuff, and we'll see what we can do yeah. with it. But uh, yeah, that was fun, fun little yeah. test run, and uh, yeah, we'll see you hopefully in the near future if we're not dead. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we're not dead, we'll still be here. <laughs>